My Rebirth On my 41st birthday, I was discharged from the Mount Sinai Hospital's ICU after spending four days there. My amazing team of physicians and nurses declared I was stable and ready to go home to reunite with my newborn daughter. My dedicated nurse even wrote on the whiteboard in the room Happy Birthday, Alice. For me to see after I woke up. I was both excited and scared to leave the hospital. Excited because I missed my newborn daughter dearly and I was so eager to see and hold her. Scared because I wasn't sure if I would have another hemorrhaging incident. As I was being wheeled out of the Mount Sinai hospital and waiting for my sister to bring the car around to pick me up, I took a deep breath in, of the still hot and humid air, and thought to myself, I got discharged on my birthday. This feels like my second chance at life. I am alive. This is my rebirth. I spent the rest of 2012 mostly happy, loving being a new mom. But I also felt scared constantly. I was afraid to leave the house or be alone at home, by myself or with my baby, because of what if I have another hemorrhaging incident? I wasn't able to live out the maternity leave I had hoped for, like bringing my baby out for walks, having playdates with other parents-slash-babies, taking baby sign language classes, taking other mother-baby classes or outings. On April 3, 2013, almost nine months after my trauma, I underwent an abdominal myomectomy surgery at Sunnybrook Hospital to remove the uterine fibroid, now measuring at 11 centimeters width. I made a request to my OB-slash-GYN, Dr. Herbert Wong, to take a photo of it after he took it out. He asked me why, to which I replied with a revengeful but joking tone after all that it has put me through, I want to print the photo out and throw darts at it. He emailed me the photo after my surgery with this description for your dart practice. And with that, I was finally rid of this uterine fibroid, also known as my daughter's evil twin, that stayed with me for nine more months after her birth. The culprit that nearly took my life in July 2012, and made me live on the edge during the nine months up until my surgery. The new Alice. It's been nine years since that eventful summer in 2012. My overall health never regained back to my pre-pregnancy form. I was never the healthiest person ever since I was a child. But I do think the trauma I experienced in 2012 and since have negatively affected the core of my health. I have tried to rejuvenate and exercise and eat right and all that, but it's been like a roller coaster ride of mild ups and many more sharp downs. When I went back to work after my one-year maternity leave, I was eager to go back to work hard to prove to myself and others that I am still capable. I wanted to be that superwoman who can excel at both raising a young daughter and professionally. I went through a long period of feeling guilty and not good enough towards both sides, home and work, all the while I told myself I was over the 2012 trauma. I would even tell my experience to people I know and share with them what I learned. I thought I was over it. Chronic Migraine, PTSD I started having migraines in my 30s but they were very infrequent and were not severe enough that I could just take Motrin and be done with it. In the summer of 2018, I started to get more frequent and more severe migraines. I was very busy at work and feeling anxious as I was planning for my daughter to leave the Montessori daycare she's been attending since she was one year old and transition to a new school near home for grade one in September. Big changes for all of us. But, hey, this supermom can do it all, or can I? By the end of August, I was getting severe migraines every day that even one of the strongest prescription medications I had, Maxalt, could not take it completely away and keep it away. On top of that, I had a long list of other physical symptoms. I could feel my memory and critical thinking slipping. I could feel the growing anxiety. But, 
I kept going and just popped more medications and worked through pain, and nausea and dizziness and many other migraine symptoms, because work was busy. I could not afford to be sick and let so many people down. One August afternoon as I was busy going from one meeting to another while lugging my laptop at work, I had a slip and almost fell, at least that's what I remembered. Some of my colleagues nearby got concerned and one of them reported what happened to my director. My director, who has a calm demeanor, came into a meeting room of his using to discuss some work items with an architect. He advised me that my colleagues reported to him that I fell and was knocked out for a short while and they were worried of some neurological symptoms. I, being who I was at the time, told him I was perfectly fine and just had a migraine, and hence the dizziness. I was taken back, internally, with what he told me because that's not what I remembered. But what really happened? I was very stubborn, to stay and continue to work, and he was very concerned and even said he would take me to the hospital himself. We eventually negotiated an alternate plan, that I would call my husband at work to let him know what happened, and that he would leave work earlier and meet me at my daughter's daycare, which is two minutes walk from my work, so we can pick her up and then go to an ER to get checked out. My director insisted on staying with me to make sure I was all right. He came with me to the daycare and stayed until my husband came. Deep inside of me, I was super worried because I knew how I'd been feeling. I have been worried if I had something more serious like a tumor or brain aneurysm. I mean after all, thin blood vessels run in my family and my paternal grandmother died of a brain aneurysm in her sleep. I know I have a history of migraines but I thought to myself something else must be wrong, no one can have this type of severe migraines every day for this long, especially with the other physical symptoms I was experiencing. I was certain now that something was really wrong with me but I don't know what. My husband and I decided to go to the ER at Mount Sinai Hospital, which is only five minutes drive from my work slash daycare, with our six years old daughter in tow. I had grown very fond of Mount Sinai Hospital for obvious reasons. I was tested and probed but didn't get any CT or MRI, as the ER physician didn't see anything neurological of concern. She believed I was just having severe migraines, based on my medical history, and said I could just go home, rest, take more supplements and follow up with my family physician. As a result of what occurred at work, I was advised to take some time off to rest and figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, the severe migraines and a long list of physical symptoms continue to plague me, and my mood and mental health began to take its toll. Over the next few months, I was referred to and started to see a long list of specialists, as well as getting a long list of medical tests, including neurologists, autoimmune specialists, naturopath doctor, acupuncturist, ECG tests, full blood work, ultrasounds, CT scan, MRI scan, etc. I also started to see a psychologist and a psychiatrist as my mental health and overall mood was on the blink. I was frustrated and worried about not getting any answers while I continued to battle with the seemingly never-ending migraines, other pains all over me, along with irregular heart palpitation, severe dizziness, severe fatigueness, severe nausea, etc. I felt my head and body were going to explode and I thought to myself, my body is failing me again. I was very angry with not knowing what's happening and what's causing all of these. With my daughter about to start grade 1 at a new school near home, and with my husband now having to work from home to help take care of me. I started to also feel guilty, useless, just overall angry. I had dark thoughts a few times of just ending my life because of the excruciating pain I was in constantly. The thoughts of why can't I just catch a break with my health? Also weighed on me often during that time. 
It was a very dark and frustrating period of time for me, both physically and mentally. I had to subsequently take short-term disability leave from work which led to long-term disability that has continued into this day. Diagnosis Physically, I was formally diagnosed with chronic migraine. The exact cause for this is not certain but my team of medical doctors believe there are a few contributing factors such as stress, perimenopausal, level of serotonin, etc. It's possible they have all reached their peaks in order to form the perfect storm of chronic migraine. Chronic migraine, more than just a headache. All the other physical symptoms, I was advised, were all byproducts of the chronic migraines. I did have many aspects of my health, such as iron, B12, vitamin D, etc., that were not optimal, but they weren't serious enough to be considered as concerning problems medically. I was also formally diagnosed by my psychologist as having post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, stemming from the trauma in 2012 that was never dealt with, because I didn't think I had it, and now exacerbated by the chronic migraines and other physical symptoms. I have since realized that many of the actions and thoughts I had since July 2012 have been because of PTSD, I just didn't realize it. For instance, if I was driving and felt a little discomfort somewhere in my body, I would tense up and start thinking just let me make it to the next traffic light or off-ramp so I can pull over and stop, in case something happens to me. Or if I start to feel vaginal leakage of any kind, even if I was shopping or in a meeting, I would tense up and worry if it was hemorrhaging and I would go to a washroom at ASAP to check. I was living on the edge even though I thought I was fine in the midst of a busy life. My Ongoing Healing Journey Physically, I have been and continue to see my neurologists and psychiatrists trying different medications and supplements for both prevention and also while I have the attacks. I'm currently on my sixth preventative medication as all the previous ones did not yield any significant improvement and or had severe side effects such as severe dizziness, numbness, worse migraines, etc. I have been advised that because no one really knows the exact causes for migraines and everyone is different, there isn't one or the same set of medications that can help everyone. And sometimes one medication may help one person at one time but not all the time. I feel like a guinea pig for all the trial and errors. But say la vie. Mentally, I have been and continue to see my psychologist and psychiatrist. I have learned so much from them. They have also helped me to clear or have the ability to see the positive views of many of the negative experiences and thoughts I've had from either the last nine years or some from my entire life. One of the biggest lessons I've learned and continue to try to practice is self-care. This includes Self-compassion Self-acceptance Mindfulness Meditation Positive affirmation Asking for help Not feeling guilty, and many more. I have to admit, I did view having mental health issues in a negative way before. I didn't fully understand it. I thought of it as being weak. Over the years and especially after what I've gone through, I have come to realize that this is a real health issue but is just invisible to other people, which means it is even harder to accept, cope and treat for those with mental health issues. I have also learned that it is okay to not be okay. I love a quote from Dr. Jamie Zuckerman, a clinical psychologist, that I read about this concept. Greater than allowing yourself not to feel okay involves accepting all feelings, thoughts, or sensations, and sitting with them until they pass. If you try to avoid, suppress, or ignore them, they will only grow stronger and leave you overwhelmed and believing that you cannot cope. Greater than. Greater than Dr. Jamie Zuckerman, clinical psychologist. It is so true. 
I used to think not being okay is a weakness and so would simply cast it away and do whatever I could, whether it was medication or just pushing through and continuing on with my busy life. In the end, they just festered inside me and grew and grew. It felt like lava rising and bubbling up inside a volcano ready to erupt any time. Sometimes this would happen at the same time with, or made worse by, physical health issues, and the combination of the two is even harder to accept and cope with. I've had many of these combination episodes in the last three years. So it is imperative and I have been lucky to be able to get help and try to work on both, even if it's a bit, or if it's better some days and worse other days like a roller coaster. At least it's not a full-on volcano eruption every single day, pardon my analogy. Self-care for mental care. I love using analogies so here's a final one, the dualism concept of yin and yang in ancient Chinese philosophy, that describes how seemingly opposite or contrary forces may actually be complementary, interconnected, and interdependent in the natural world. They may give rise to each other as they interrelate to one another. In my life, yin embodies the trauma and all the negative experiences and thoughts, whereas yang embodies the birth of my daughter, all the love and care I received, and all the lessons and mental health coping techniques I have learned as a result. The process of conceiving and giving birth to my daughter provided breeding grounds for the trauma that happened in 2012. The negative thoughts and experiences after 2012 were as a result of the trauma. The trauma caused PTSD. The buildup of all the negativity on top of other physical health factors contributed to the chronic migraine. And all the aforementioned elements led me to my healing journey, both physically and mentally. In addition, my young daughter has learned to, not by choice, take care of me, be more independent, and have more empathy. They are all connected. So for that, as a whole, I don't regret having gone through these experiences. I'm just thankful to be alive still, to be able to continue living and experience this finite life of mine with my daughter, husband, family, and friends. I will keep going on my healing journey, my ongoing project for the rest of my life. I will likely encounter more setbacks and detours along the journey, but that's what life is all about, work in progress. It's not about the final destination, rather it's about the journey and the pit stops along the way. To end this little writing project of mine, I'm going to leave this quote that I love and want to aspire to. Greater than I remind myself that I choose to stop anticipating my final form and to start loving my unfinished version. That I should measure my worth based on my impact on other people's lives, not on my intellect, not on the skills I could offer, nor an appearance that would satisfy people's eyes. Greater than. Greater than I remind myself that I need to fully live in the present without anxiously thinking of building a beautiful end. That I do not have to force myself to fly high on skies everyone has their eyes set upon and instead use my wings to explore new horizons where my real intentions go unconfined. Greater than. Greater than I remind myself to live a life designed with success, worth, and productivity redefined and to not let anyone else set a standard that causes my peace of mind to decline. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than. Greater than unknown source. Dash.